Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is. It's hump day. <laughs> no Wednesday is complete without our camel. <laughs> yes, so Max, I was Wolf, You kind of laugh like that camel. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got a little camel in me or something. But think about this, all right? And by the way, welcome to the locker room. The locker room is always open. Um, not always many people in it, but it's always open. Anyhow... Wrapping up the the end of the season, uh, Max, I got to perusing some stuff. And, Wes, you can chime in on this. Cheapest places to travel. You know, just thinking a little bit about a little vacay, you know? I mean, Max, you were ensconced in a a wonderful, uh, you know, hotel there, the Hyatt Regency, up in Buffalo for a whole weekend. Got to enjoy downtown Buffalo. So it was kind of like a vacation, wasn't it? (laughs) Kind of, but here, here, here's here's an interesting thing that I don't think you guys knew about. What's that? Our, our good friend on Steelers Espanol broadcast, Alvaro Martin. Right, right. Is still in Buffalo right now. You're kidding what? me. Yeah, it was a whiteout yesterday, and his flight got canceled. So he is still <laughs> in Buffalo, and there, and he's and he's entrenched in the hotel. What about Arturo? Is he there too? No, Arturo made it out. He took a six. He had to take a six a.m. because he was going west. He missed the storms. But Alvaro lives in New York, right? So, Al, yeah, you, he could. He could. He couldn't get home. He oh get my home, goodness! Couldn't drive. Trains are canceled. Everything. So he's been so, there since Friday, right? Or did he get Saturday in Saturday morning? Saturday, Saturday morning. Jeez. Oh my goodness. He's probably yeah, so I, sick of buffalo wings. <laughs> but but he, you know what? he 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 went he went to the uh, to a Puerto Rican restaurant up by Niagara Falls yesterday. No kidding. Um, before the whiteout. Um and he had like an early lunch cuz he was like, "Oh, I'm going to have lunch then come back down and 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 catch the, you know, catch my flight." Uh so he did have a really good Puerto Rican meal and he sent me a picture of it. It was delicious. It Ooh. looked amazing. It was some panil and uh some mofongo, but um but yeah, Ooh. no, he's he's stuck there. But that was the last meal he had. <laughs> oh, poor Alvaro! Uh, oh my gosh! Oh man, yeah, yeah. That so, stinks. So yeah, so he's still enjoying that vacation you're talking about. Yeah, I guess so. All right, <laughs> let me ask you about this now. These are the I went on and I found some places to travel. Okay, um, for thirty dollars a day, just thirty bucks, you can spend a wonderful day in Laos. How's that? L A O S, Laos. 
What do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, in uh, in, in Asia, right? It's near, it's near yeah. uh, uh-huh. Indian Ocean. Yeah, yeah. By Vietnam, Vietnam's only uh-huh. thirty five bucks a day. Now, I mean, listen, listen there, there's a reason why Cliff Kingsbury, after he got let go from the Cardinals, <laughs> went, went 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 to like Thailand or somewhere because he knew his yeah. dollar stretched on the money he had on his buyout. I don't blame him. <laughs> Wes, how about you? You go to Vietnam? I would go. I mean, listen, I'll go anywhere right now where it's not six degrees and snowing outside. <laughs> yeah, technically, what is there summer right now, right? Because they're below the the the, the even better. The, what was the, the Mason Dixon line? Oh no, Mason. no, the equator, equator. The, Mason e- Dixon the Ecuador. They're, bo- they're below north. the Ecuador. Oh, they're below well, Ecuador. Yeah, and, I and technically, you. people below the Mason Dixon line are freezing too. Yeah, so, <laughs> Eastern Seaboard. So. <laughs> All that right, so Tropic of Cancer, maybe Tropic of Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, I have I have an aunt who lives in uh in Tennessee, and she sent me a picture this morning, negative two degrees at like four thirty a.m. this morning when she was going to work. Yeah, and she so said my stepmother, my she, stepmother, she lives in Nashville. Yeah, that's my, yeah. my so my aunt, my aunt's in Franklin, which is you know like fifteen oh, miles yeah, right, outside, there. right there. Yeah, uh, and uh-huh. she she was like, this has got to be one of the you know one of the few times ever that I know that it's colder where I live than where you live because <laughs> yes. they get they get snow yeah. like maybe once every five or six years you know but oh, they yeah. got they I remember got the last on. time yeah i remember the last time because my father um you know they because my stepmother my father lived live in nashville right. so um i remember the last time and they they couldn't get down the hill because there's there's some hills there in tennessee mm-hmm. they couldn't get down they were stuck there were there's stuck some in hills there in tennessee you know and that. <laughs> then there are hills there yeah. in tennessee and they, and they get an inch of snow and it shuts everything down <laughs> let, alo- let yeah. alone you know a good you know okay. half foot or something now max yeah. how about going to indonesia 35 bucks a day west would you uh, go well, I, I well, so full disclosure, I am going to Indonesia. In Are March, you really? So. Just think, yeah, thirty-five yeah, bucks going a day. To Bali. Listen, listen, d- trust me, but don't don't look up the flights though. Don't. That's what up. I was oh. just going to say. You <laughs> yeah. have to. Yeah. Hey, I don't think it's you're thirty-five bucks once you get there. Yeah, once you get there. Once you get there, you're fine. But getting there, that's that's the issue. <laughs> well, at the high end of it is forty bucks a day in Malaysia. Okay. I'm going to Kuala Lumpur too on that trip. Kuala yeah, Lumpur. So, uh, yeah, which is in Malaysia. Yeah, so uh, now wait a minute. Where, where was the flight that that got lost? The TWA flight or TWA? That, that, wasn't it in Taiwan? I can't remember one that that took off. It I thought right. it was Kuala Lumpur. I, don't you go disappearing, man. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. I, I will, I will make sure that I keep my air tag on and I'll send it over to you. Okay, Wolf, so very you know good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, <laughs> now we have here's the mo- list of the most visited cities in the U.S. Who do you think's number one? Uh, Washington D.C., New York City. There you go, New York okay. City. I mean, that was my close second. That was my Annual second. overseas visitors of seven million a year. Number two on the list. Who do you think? Go south. Miami. Yes. Four point oh nine mil. Yes. Mm. Now, a little north from Miami's number three, and that would be Orlando. Yes, the home oh, yeah. of Max Starks. Yes. Max Starks, the happy Gators. Uh huh. There we go. Happiest place on earth, guys. You Happiest place it. on earth. You Disney, got it. Those Disney visitors, baby. Now and Universal. You, yeah, and Universal. you got to go west for this one. L.A. Yes, two point seven five mil. Then you got to go a little south for this one. San no. San Diego? No, not quite. Texas. Somewhere uh, in Texas. San Francisco. San Francisco. San Fr- 
Oh, oh that's, that's north. north. Yeah, that's never mind. I was going to say, I was like, wait, what's, what's south of up. LA? In my mind, I'm like, what's, what's south of <laughs> LA? As Tunch always said, my worst subject at Syracuse University was geography. I couldn't find my classes. <laughs> That could, exactly. That, hey, that handy dandy compass you went to school with was worthless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, top three cities in the world to visit. Ooh, uh, Tokyo. London? Tokyo's not on the top three. Okay, oh, would you say London, London was number three? Okay. Yeah. Rome. Uh, nope. I'm gonna go with uh, Brazil. Nope. Rio Paris. Paris, number yeah. one. There we go. There we go. So we got one, one and three. Yes, because then so you can Paris use your. London. You can speak, uh, you know, your French toast, French waffles. Ah, oui, oui. Uh, those are called, those are called crepes. Yeah, crepes. It's a, it's a tiny little pancakes. <laughs> no, thin pancakes. Tiny thin, thin that's pancakes. Right. Thin now, pancakes. <laughs> what's number two? What would be the number two? Can number we have the two. Can we have the country of origin, please? Yeah, our good friend Alvaro. Well, Alvaro. Mexico. Yes, Mexico City. Wow. Yeah, yes. Arturo. Arturo, Arturo. Yes, Arturo. Get him. All right. So we yeah, got. Uh, I've been to two out of three. I did London. I did Mexico City on a couple of occasions. Did London a couple of occasions. Never I've been to Paris. Three. Have you done all three? Yeah, we, yeah I've done all three. Because actually, I took I took my girls last spring break to Paris. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I've been and to we, none we of the three. To, we went to Euro <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Wesley says he's been to none of the three. <laughs> surprise, surprise. The West Virginia grad has not been outside <laughs> now, of, the, of the continental oh. 40. <laughs> Listen, hold on. All right. Now, Max, you know, first of all, all right, I grew up in the booming metropolis of Cranberry, Pennsylvania. Second of all, uh, I mean, you know, with, with my dad and his fiddling abilities, I, I've been to Europe a bunch of times. and I've You've been, been to, to Rome, but Rome wasn't on the been, list. I know you tried Rome, to throw that yeah. in there. Where's <laughs> Barcelona or Madrid on the list? I've been Where to is Rome. No, but where's Barcelona? Barcelona. Ibiza. Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, here's some of the prettiest places in the world. Number one, New Zealand. Would you go there? Been there. Boom. I would. I, I would I love like to go there. Max, have I'm you not, been there? You've been down under the volcano. Not, you know, I, uh, I guess only adjacent, guys from West Virginia get to go down under. Yeah, I, well, that, that's not down under. That, that's well, right next right. to down under. Yeah, right. it's like True. under yeah. under. Yeah. Sounds like a yeah. West Virginian in down, his geography. Down under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he went down below under. Now, here's a place <laughs> you've been to, Max. Greece. You've been to Greece? Yes. Yes, right. I have. And it is, I mean, yeah, Athens. Athens is beautiful. And then you talk about the Greek Isles. I mean, the Greek Isles yeah, are one of the, right. I went to Rhodes, Santorini, Mykonos. And those islands are just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. My best meal I've ever had in my life was actually in Mykonos. So, yes, I agree. Tell us about it. What was it? Ooh, yeah. Can't just leave there's it a there. Restaurant, there's, there's a restaurant called Pharma, you know, spelled in the uh, Roman uh, Roman. Spell it for me. Don't don't. So so it's pronounced like P H A R M A, but not like big pharma like pharmaceuticals. Okay. So there's a restaurant called Pharma, and it's it sits right on the Aegean Sea, and it's this open hearth type of just open space with like tables and canopies, and Mm. you sit. They seat you in this open area, and the person comes up to you. Now there's an open hearth kitchen right there. Like you see everything that's going on. And you order your food, and the dude literally takes a wheelbarrow, goes into the garden, and grabs all the ingredients. Wow. And then a guy comes over from the sea with with fish he's caught freshly, wow. shows you the options, 
and you and you pick out your fish and he made he made the salad and everything all the herbs for like the toast and the bread he had there was a bakery in the back and all your food is prepared fresh and you see all of your ingredients like from the ground like truly farm to table and sea to table and it was and we sat there for about three and a half hours like there was no rush you had the ocean right there and it was and we were the only people in the restaurant and it was just a little seaside restaurant and it was absolutely phenomenal because we were driving to see some of the uh the red dome churches and i rented a car because i was like i don't want to take a tour let's just putz around this island so i rented a car um and we drove around. It was it was the most amazing experience um, that that we had on that trip. It was just, I mean, so serene, so calm, and the food was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, you tasted the freshness of all the ingredients, and it was it was just phenomenal. So yes, beautiful, okay, the greatest meal ever. All right, so the bottom three on that would be Switzerland, Brazil, no four, Australia, and Norway, prettiest places in the world. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Now we have rich vacation spots. Would yeah. you like to spend it in Miami, or would you like to spend it in the Hamptons, my good man, or maybe oh. West Palm Beach? Oh, could you please oh. bring my car around? Right there, now, though? the Florida destinations for sure, because it's probably freezing in the Hamptons. <laughs> well, there, there was a tornado yesterday in Florida. In case anybody else wondering, yeah, well, so, I don't know. Tornado I don't know. or yeah. freezing but, weather? What are we going? Yeah, with but here? the Hamptons are cold as all get out right now. Yes, you're absolutely right, and, and it would be Palm Beach over West Palm Beach. Uh, I see. Two okay. as a native Floridian, I will. I will make that clerical error for the uh, Max Starks, the Florida Gators. Yeah, that's right. That's Thank right. you. Yep, you know where Greg it is. Greg Wolfley, Syracuse, uh, went to the Hamptons, my good man. <laughs> oh, Hamptonian. Why you're not? A Finger Lakes guy up there. <laughs> yeah, <weren't> I, you? <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Niagara Falls guy. You know, the cheap tourists. Yeah, you cannonball off the top. Cannonball. Yeah. coming at you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and nobody is nobody's ever attempted a, a straight off thing. You see Wolf up there, cannonball. <laughs> you got the little nose plug on there with a little swim cap. Swim cap, <laughs> like I need one. Yeah, yeah. like cousin Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I got my fins on so I can swim against the current. Yeah. So, hey Clark, hey Clark, check this out. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. What age group vacations the most? Who do you think? Uh, uh, you know, I'm 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 going to go 50 plus. Okay. What I'd about see, you? Yeah, I'd say like the 55 to 70 range. You know who it is? It's the millennials, 23 to 38. Average. What? Millennials average 35 vacation days a year. What? I, that's what it said. I gotta just, get that's because this. they don't have a job. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> no, I will tell you what, though. Like, this is a funny thing because, I mean, you guys defend know. Defend your I'm generation, 30. Wes. No, this is defend not a defend my generation. This is a maybe I messed up thing. You guys are like, I'm 32 years old, so I'm right in the middle of that, right. that demographic there. So many of my friends that have normal jobs. Right, and by normal jobs, I mean they don't work in sports or something right. crazy like we do. They're accountants. They work in medical field. You know, whatever it may be. I feel like they have unlimited PTO. Like they can just take off whenever they want. They don't What's have like, PTO? a per, uh, a personal time off. Oh, that's what they call it now. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not very hip in that area. So like the whole like two weeks paid vacation thing, I feel like doesn't exist anymore. I feel like it's like unlimited paid vacation. Well, something's going on because they average yeah. 35 vacation days a year. I'm like going, when do they work? I mean, that's five, that's five weeks yeah, a year. Yeah, that's true. 
Like, Nikes, man. Yeah, that's a lot. All right. Yeah, well, I need to get in on I that. Mean, I need to talk to my generation. I mean, I mean granted, also, we, we, we are a seasonal job here at right. SNR. True. <laughs> true, that's true. Hey, some of us don't so, go away in the offseason, baby. <laughs> hey, l- l- listen, listen. Some of us think that we've gone away, and we really haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I have my off-season itinerary. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no mine's, days off, babe. <laughs> mine's already starting to pick up. You know, it is what it is. What about a little, like, yeah, siesta key here? You well, know? wait a minute, wait a minute. The least yeah. visited state. Who do you think would be the least visited South, North state? North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. What about you? I don't West? know. See, they've got like the Badlands and stuff, right? Yeah, they do. Um, okay, yeah, but South Dakota. <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, go. It, it, it's a, it's a Dakota. I mean, and granted, Mount Rushmore is there. I'm gonna go with. But once again, I'm 42. Got, and I've never been there. <laughs> I got two guesses. <laughs> okay. Idaho or West Virginia. <laughs> Idaho is it, it, no. West Virginia Listen, had to it, creep in there somewhere. Of course, West Virginia. Although there is a lot no, of parks Idaho, there. Idaho, too, a lot of people vacation people. there. My, my little brother lives in Idaho, so that's why I can't say that one. That was just the most random well, state that came to mind. Here we go. Alaska. Yeah, they Alaska too. is the least visited oh, state. Oh, yeah. oh, oh that, the man, I thought we are talking answer. Continental 48 yeah. that you could drive oh, to. For you crying can't out, drive to Alaska. You know what? My wife, her father drove the family to alaska they went and they so don't even say it all right because yeah but you have to have a passport to get there well regardless <laughs> you, you know yeah, i'm just was, saying i'm just saying that you, was you one pain in the butt trip i, I can imagine that. that's for sure yeah no absolutely it she's is. still yeah, no. she's still traumatized from it <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i mean well technically yeah it, it wouldn't alaska also be like the least inhabited state too <laughs> probably <laughs> 50 yeah. probably now the, the polar you know, bears and penguins outnumber the humans. You know, think about that. They have towns up there where they send polar bear warnings. Oops, there's one in the city, or oops, there's one, you know, in the town. And then what do you do? You go out. You, you got to be a little careful there. You can't be walking around. It, it could be a snack. Don't they have a time? Can't go all willy nilly. Yeah. Don't they yeah. have like a couple weeks a year, a couple months a year, where the sun practically for, never comes out or yeah, doesn't yeah, come out? Dark. Like it's yeah. just dark. For, Didn't you see the vampire movie like two with months? that? There was like yeah, you there know, was that vampire, and then what was, was the other Twilight? one where it was it was another one where it was because it's also sun like twenty four hours a day, so they yes. had to put the blackout curtains, yes. like insomnia or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that would yeah, mess no. with me, man. That would really mess with me. Yeah, that would, be, would be hard to handle. That okay. All right, let's see now. Well, okay, the most visited state. That's easy. What do you think? New York. Well, New York. No, no, state. Oh, New York oh, state. state. Okay. <laughs> No, no, what's bigger State. than that? Florida? No. Texas? No. California. California. There you go. California. Oh, California. Almost okay. 280 million in 2023. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's true. see. Percentage or a number of Americans who don't take vacations or or won't take their allotted vacations. That's it. That surprised me. Percentage, you said? Yeah, so like some of them won't take, you know, they won't, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. got 35 30, days or something. They'll 30%, take 30 or 30%. 20%. How about nearly 50% of the workers who Whoa. receive paid time Dang. off from their employer, they will use less than the, the, the time offered? And that's Pew Research. If they got any extra days, they can give them to me. I'll use them. I'll, I'll, I'll I will use gladly them. take paid vacation. You said paid, paid. vacation? Paid. Paid. They're time paying off. you not to paid. work. Paid. Take a off. staycation at least. Yeah, you would Man, think. Do yeah. Some, yeah. Something done around the house. Up to almost yeah. like 46%. Are you kidding me? That is crazy. 
Okay, yeah, that, and finally, absolutely not. I'm safest not in that, states. I'm not in that side. Yep. Yep. All right, here we go. Safest states in the U.S. All right, top I'm two. Go Alaska because there's nobody there. <laughs> Except polar bears. <laughs> Except for polar bears, but I mean, as long as you don't keep fish in your house, you should be all right. No, you got to go um, way east. As long as you don't keep fish in your house. <laughs> Hold on, we can't gloss over that one. That was a good one. <laughs> Max exactly. out there ice fishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Safest. What about Hawaii? Hawaii. Uh, nope, nope. It's all the way in the east. West Virginia. No. Definitely not. <laughs> They're shining in their hills. No. <laughs> you, like, you like guns, boy? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, safest city, uh, no, New state, Hampshire. State, no. You're close, though. Vermont. Vermont. Vermont, yes. There we go. Vermont That's and right. then Land Maine. of the cheddar folks. Yes. Oh, then Maine. Of go. course, Maine. Yeah, yeah, of course. This was based that's on. Be- that's because they're in whiteouts six months a year and they can't go. <laughs> like, if you got a problem with somebody, you can't drive down the street to fight them because you can't drive down the street. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then you overdose on iodine from all the lobster you've eaten, you know? <laughs> so you got Vermont. Who wants Maine? to fight when there's a lobster roll out there, you know? <laughs> my butter all right you know what drawn not melted let's take a break and we'll come back to to real locker room football talk right now right here in the locker room there's the cannon we'll be back after this is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room here. Uh, We've just got off the PJ, a.k.a. the private jet for those, uh, (laughs) with the upper crust lingo. Um, The Hamptons, my good man. yeah, we, we went to the Hamptons, and of course we went down to Miami Beach, you know, darling. Can we go to Nantucket next, please? Nantucket, yes. Quite sure. Yes. Oh, Cape Cod would be amazing right now. Smashing. Um, but, yeah, squirrels have gotten in. This is yeah, what happens yeah, yeah. when, this it's, is when it. it's the end of the season. This? Like, we, we need football to keep us on track. That's exactly <laughs> it. This is where discipline, commitment, all those things just break down. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, there's, there's a disconnect. But you guys know what comes um, after football season, right? Yeah, nothing. The business of football season. Squirrel season. <laughs> squirrel season. <laughs> squirrel season. <laughs> Squirrels. Squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, my gosh. No. Um, so, to do just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, yes. To make sure that we actually honor, you know, uh, the job. Um <laughs> I know there's there's a more sensitive subject out there right now that's leaving people puzzled, Wolf. True. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> just about the comments of Najee Harris. Oh. And did he say something? I, I'm sorry. You, you know what? You know he talked on the old he talked on the old microphone, and uh, you know uh, had, had, some had some things to say. Very interesting things to say. Ah, okay. Um, you know, and so I feel it only right since everybody else is talking about it. We have to address it as well, right? Uh, journalistic integrity purposes. Well, that's right? true. That's true. I think it's a non-starter, but right. I mean, this is what this is what everybody wants to talk about. And so he made some comments about rules, about discipline, 
Max, I got the keeping... I got like the thirty second audio here if you want it. Oh, you know what? Roll, roll, let's, roll that, roll that sound. This is what a real professional pr- show pr- sounds like. Let's produce it, baby. <laughs> yeah, let's give it some production value. In-house rules, like not, like not no changes or approach like that. It's just the rules that that are in the building that, you know, we got to be more disciplined. We got to be more, more. Uh, we got to be more committed. You know, I'm not saying that we're not, but you know, just coming from a place um, that, that 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 has structure um, and you know, coming just and just seeing like, you know. You know, we probably could help get help in these areas. It might make a change. I think that that's that's something uh, that's something to help. I'm not saying nothing about coaches or anything like that. I'm just saying more of just in-house rules. You know, that, that's that's all I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. In-house rules, not coaches, not that more accountability. You have to also. Okay. So, backstory here. Let 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 let's go ahead. Let, let let's take a okay. deep dive here. Okay. Najee Harris comes from Alabama. True. Nick Saban. Right. Who we know to be a very authoritarian, uh, iron-fisted type of coach. Can we say he was? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Um, and he and he did so. He did so to great success in right. Alabama. Um, but that was a different level right these are young men uh, young uh, i should say grown kids turning into young men if that right. makes if that makes a uh, a good enough segue so the shepherding of leaving your parents house and becoming young self-sufficient adults mm-hmm. um it's a different type of process right uh, you have to have rules in place you have to have accountability in place because this is the first time where time management is all on you and so, you know, he got that from Coach Saban. Right. And that's where I think kind of Najee's only reference point outside of Pittsburgh is Tuscaloosa. And so, and he saw the success that they had by being disciplined, by following the rules and having a bunch of rules in place that showed how to dictate your path. The difference with the National Football League, these are all grown men. And in fact, these are these are grown men that have complete lives they have family responsibilities they have different things that they are engaged with and this is your business right this is your nine to five for six months out of the year and so you know you have to be able to police grown men a little bit differently from that perspective I think for Najee because he's still so young right he still kind of sees that collegiate mentality and he's seen the success from that approach. And yes, you could even throw in a Bill Belichick in there as far as having that. But Bill, like you said, had his time and the touch is starting to get lost. And heck, for Nick Saban, he retired from college football because I think he was frustrated that he couldn't have the control that he thought he had anymore. Because now you have NIL, you have this transfer portal, you have this more free agency, free enterprise type of system. And for Nick Saban, it was ruled by the Iron Fist or you got the death penalty. That doesn't happen anymore. And I think for Najee, when he's talking about that, it's not necessarily the coaching setting in policies. So let's just make that clear. This isn't Coach Tomlin needs to come out with, you know, Tomlin's rules of order all of a sudden. And then it's, it's, it's an edict that's printed in the locker room and you must follow all these, you know, axioms of life. But what he is speaking to is the leadership within the locker room. And you and you and I both know this very well, Wolf. You know, we stepped into teams at the time when we got there 
that were veteran-led teams, established dudes that were in the locker room when you walked in. Right. Right? I mean, when you walked into that O-line room, Mike Webster's sitting there. And are you going to defy Mike Webster? Absolutely not. You're going to stay in line. If if Webby says it, you do it. Right. And the same for me. Alan Fanica, Jeff Hardings, right? When I walked in that locker room, if Alan said something, you listened. (laughs) Or else you paid the consequence. And so – that is that is what was kind of missing because you know the one thing that we have to remember this is a very young offense, Wolf. Um, you know when you're thinking about your top tight ends, a third year guy, your top running backs, a third year guy. Uh, you could argue top one of your top two receivers is a second year guy. Your your quarterback is a second year guy for all intents and purposes, and then you have a third year left tackle. You have a rookie right tackle, and then the three guys in the center you all brought in over the last two years. Right. So that is a young offense. And there's no veteran leadership. Like Mason is considered your oldest guy along with Chooks for. Right. And Mason was your third inactive quarterback. And Chooks, you know, had to take a step back in a demotion at the offensive line position. Right. So their voices are already diminished when they get in there. You know, I mean, when I'm looking at it, when I came in, think about this. When Ben was a rookie, we had Tommy Maddox, Charlie Batch, and Brian St. Pierre before Ben. Mm-hmm. We had veterans at the quarterback position. When I came to the offensive line room, Oliver Ross was in his eighth, eighth year. Uh, Kedrick Vincent was in his sixth year. Kendall Simmons. Kendall was in his third year, but Kendall wasn't starting um, at that point. Jeff was 10 years plus. Red was already six to seven years in. And Marvell was four years in. And Barrett Brooks was there for 14 years in the league. Barrett's in that room. So I came in as the as the true, like, young, young guy. It was me and Bo Lacey and Drew Kaler that were drafted in Bo there. Lacey. I forgot about Bo. Hey, yeah, good old Bo from Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Um, Arkansas. Um, and so, you know, we came in, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, but there was leadership in place. Defensively, you had Joey Porter. You had James Ferrier. You had Kimo Von Olhoffen. You had you had Chad Scott in the defensive back room. Deshae Townsend. Um, there was veterans at every level at each phase of this team. So the team policed itself, and there was there was a sense of you know it did it never got to Coach Cower because it was handled before it even made it up the stairs from the locker room because we had that leadership in place, and that's something that. They're missing and they're going to grow to, and that's that's the growing pains of this process. But uh, but you know, because there's no veteran voice, so it seems like a lot more falls on the coaches to manage and delegate um, within the team st- construct. This is this is part of the problem that I got though. When he says, and this is one of the things that he, I, I got to quote with him: "If you want to elevate where we are and achieve those goals that we want, we have to change some in-house stuff." Like I said, that's not my place. That's not anything that I can control or do anything about that. Um, it's kind of like you're walking up to the edge to make a big statement and then you just totally back off. And now, the, see, the problem I have, if, if I was a, a teammate of Najee, that means that somebody's going to come up and put a microphone in front of my mug and I, I got to try and answer it. I don't, I can't, how do you answer that? And one of the things that Najee said yeah. before that was, or I'm sorry, after that, I believe, was the fact that, um, you know that he can't do anything about it. Oh, what I can't read. I forgot the quote. I got it in there somewhere. Um, oh man, 
I have to go back and look that up. But there's there's a part of the quote that just, you know, it, again, how do you answer did that? You, you know what I mean? Grind your gears. Yeah. You grind your gears. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I totally yeah. messed that up. But the point no, no, being no, but, is when you're, you know, when, you, you're when you're talking about in-house stuff. Oh, he said some of the guys, the, the guys in the building know what I'm talking about. Okay. That, you know, it's kind of nebulous now. Again, it's confusing. Yeah, now, who who are those guys a, yeah. that get it? And, and what is it? it and, yeah. And why and why do you feel you can't say anything? That's the yeah. other thing because this is this is where true leadership comes in. Right. Right. It's it's knowing if something is wrong or off, and having the forthrightness and that pure sense of responsibility to call it out to say it. That's what a leader takes. A leader has to make decisions when it's uncomfortable yeah because when, when you make decisions when it's when it's when everything's all fine and dandy that's not leadership no. you know what i'm saying that right. that's that's just being captain obvious right I mean, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. hey where are we going to go to lunch today like i have so many options look at all these takeout menus we could go to all of these places um that's great and all but like you said when you have something that you feel is fundamentally wrong and there's a sense of you to even say anything you know, Coach Tomlin has has a phrase that he uses. Uh, like when you talk to people who can't solve anything, is it, it would be called uh, sport complaining. Is sport, the best way I can put that. Sport complaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. But, but 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 you need to talk to people who can make those changes, and now that's real leadership. Yeah. You know, being able to go find, figure out what the problem is. And then go to the person who can solve it or, or figure out a way to solve said problem. Right. Because you're already halfway there by identifying it clearly in words. So you know what the problem is. So you're halfway to the solution. Now the next step is taking that other step. But when you right? when you just arbitrarily throw it out there and say it's in-house discipline and commitment, you're like, yeah. well, who, who you're, you're questioning somebody, you know, in that area. And I and, exactly. and he, he make he goes out of his way to make sure it's not coaching, it's not changes and this or that. And so it kind of, you know, it just to me it's one of those things that over the years in, in my time of playing, when a nebulous statement comes out in a general area statement like that, and then you got to try and answer for it, it just gets a little frustrating. You know, that's no, I, that's kind of that was my point. Yeah, no, and, and I think and I think and, and you're and you're right about that, and I think this is kind of helping with the solution making process of the problem that he's created Mm -hmm. is you need to go solve this Najee now. Now that this is where you're, if you want to be the leader and you felt like you were, you were given a leadership role and task, it's up to you to solve it because you've now identified it. It is now an issue. So now he has identified it. That's the problem. You know, no, I no, mean, he, no, no, no. Listen, listen. Well, he knows. He oh, knows he knows. He just didn't say it. Yes. He didn't say it to us. We don't know what yes. the, what the oh, issue. I see he what knows you're what okay, it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. He knows. Yes. But I agree. He has that, yes. to be willing to now take that next step, and that's where now we're going to see how this leadership is handled and how you broach this subject. Because now this is this is this is now a meeting with the head coach. This is handled in the exit interview because it's going to come up with him. And now you need to come up with some way of solving this problem or having some type of anecdotes in place to describe a way of solving this. But, you know, saying it in the media, you know, 
you should have had this conversation, you know, with those people yes. ahead of time. Yes. yes. Because now that you kind of put it out there as stream of consciousness, and that's one of the other problems I have with this generation. Like it, it's never well thought out when they decide to do the things that they do. Mm-hmm. But then again, who, who's my place, right? Get off, stay off, stay off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, type of deal. Here's my point too, Max. I mean, he he says all this, and then he comes up and says that's that's not my place. That's not anything I can control or do anything about that. You know what I mean? Yes, and it's can. like, yeah, you, you it's know? your team. It's your yeah. it's your team just as much as everybody else's. Yeah. Uh, so yes, you can you can affect. In fact, you can affect it. You can make those changes. Now, here's the thing: people might not like it. People might push back, but if you're if they if you're confident and you're direct and you're pointed and you're concise, it will be effective. Yeah. But you have to stay consistent. You can't preach anything that you're not willing to do yourself. Right, right. In the no same doubt. instance, right? Because people are going to look at you for that. Like you now have to be said rock on which you're actually planting the flag on. Mm-hmm. And it can't be porous. It can't, it, it, and it can't, it can't be conditional. If you're going to make these type of statements, you need to stand by them and be rock solid in, in your conviction. And so that's now the next phase for Najee Harris. Do you really want to be a leader on this team? Well, now you got it, bud, because the bullseye's on your back now. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Anywho, hey, that was a segment. <laughs> we actually talk football. Yeah, we did. So we got that off our chest. Yeah. So yeah, what's with now, that? Can we go back we, to vacation, please? Yeah, let's go I mean, back to vacation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Wolf, Wolf, Wolf is our Wolf is our travel agent, so we're going to let him take the next segment. Uh, <laughs> Although it's a Wolf, PSA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a PSA to go into the next hour. Then I'm just going to drill you with questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Wolf will be back with more inside the locker room here on, on Pittsburgh. Uh, Fox Sports Radio Pittsburgh. I got to get that phrasing right. And SNR Radio. Be back in a few. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So funny, my buddy who drives a snowplow and then part of the maintenance crew up in Erie County sent me a uh, picture and uh, a thing on Facebook. <laughs> he said that they had literally another 15 inches of snow or something since we. Uh, he's the guy yeah. that drives that, that monster snowplow truck called Lady Lake Effect. <laughs> yes. And, and, and he's also probably one of the guys that's probably plowing the snow for Alvaro to finally get home. Uh, he's going to need about seven of those trucks yeah, to, exactly. to get so, everybody out well, of there. Two days before the game, my buddy got stuck in that that truck. Think about it. The snow was up to his thighs. You know, you know how bad the snow ha- has to be for the snow truck, for the plow to get stuck in for it? For those nuclear, <laughs> like, monster yeah. snow plow trucks? You better believe it. Okay, we got yeah. more coming up because we got – Jim Wexel. It's a Wex Wednesday coming up here at the top of the hour. We'll be back with more here in the locker room. Stay warm.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 